When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. August 28th, 2020, SmackDown on Fox, the go-home show for WWE Payback. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. And guess who's back? Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns. What did you think of that? I didn't see it coming, right? No, not at all. Like, not even like this much. No, why? Like, and I think about it, I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but yet I'm intrigued. Wait, wait, wait. Why don't you think it makes sense? Well, because think about every person we've ever said. You need a pair of Shayna with Paul Heyman. You know, Ronda would be really good with Paul Heyman. Big E would be good with someone like Paul Heyman. Usually, well, Big E's about the best example. But usually when we say this, it's someone that's not getting over through promos or talking or connecting. And I right. feel like Roman finally got at that level. Like, has he had talker. that connection? With, he is a good talker. He's had that connection with the fans. But, I mean, think about it, man. It's like if you have Paul Heyman as your mouthpiece, it's normally because you don't want to do promos or you aren't great at promos. People said, oh, uh, Shinsuke would be great with Paul Heyman. But Roman? So it's because it's to get him heat. Yeah. It's to get him heat. People will, will hate on Paul Heyman, and he'll get uh, heat by association. And that's smart. Because Roman, when the time comes, is going to pull the frig out of Dodge and say, you know, screw you, Paul Heyman, eventually. Um, and for now, he can just lay back in the cut, let Paul get all the heat for him, and he will be taken seriously as a, I like this. I like this a lot. I, I thought this, like, I'm at a point, I think we're all at a point here in wrestling society where we're like, wow, this is pretty, this is a huge deal. And it's yeah. like, if this was the Attitude Era, this would have been so obvious to turn Roman Reigns heel like year two. It wouldn't have been funny, right? But the fact they at least did get here, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm not going to bash it. I'm going to applaud it. And uh, I, I can't wait to see more. Brandon Hall, $10 super chat. Finally, WWE woke up and allowed Reigns to be what he was destined to be from the start. Pairing him with Paul has just solidified him. Now play Shayna with them and let Paul get her over as well. I've seen uh, people tweeting online, like, does this mean maybe Heyman is turning face? I mean, I doubt that. But I think, I mean, my gut feeling on this um is that this they will do this for a while and then ultimately they will split when brock returns and to set up roman versus brock again in a feud i think paul would be great as the 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 turning point of that about, in betraying roman what about brock as the baby face versus heel roman oh that would be interesting let brock cut his own promos <laughs> i like brock's promos brock I think Brock is a better promo than people give him credit for. And the fact that he doesn't give a shit is what makes it more fun. And completely unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. I want more of that. 
I want more like yeah. I don't care on uh, on WWE TV. You know, but so I much think... of his promos are based on Paul, though. When you think about it, so much of his promos are backstage going, "All right, now say something stupid, Paul." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're great together. I mean, I think that. Uh, oh, yeah, I think there's so much that could be done with um, with this when Brock comes back. I'm excited about it. I don't know what it means now. What's interesting tonight is Retribution didn't do anything. We had no presence from them on tonight's show, aside good. from Dimension of Monday. Well, good, but. Man, it's like, okay, so here you got Roman and Paul together. You this got Sammy smart. together. This was smart. I mean, do you think Retribution, when they do make that reveal, it's going to have nothing to do with Roman, nothing to do with Sammy, nothing to do with Paul? It's going to – I think it's going to be B or C level unless they bring in a big name for it. B or C? Well, it's not going to feel big. You know what I mean? Like if Sammy was behind Retribution, you might go, okay, that's not the biggest star, but Sammy's fire on the mic. It's going to make sense if Roman were behind it. You'd be like, shit, this is like Hogan and the NWO. That would be huge. Maybe it is. Maybe it's all of the above. Um, Who knows? But it's it's an interesting time. I got to admit. Uh, I am Air with the Buck 99 Super Chat saying we want our AEW review. Raj promised. Uh, Raj Geary makes a lot of promises. It's not a stop to fulfill them all. You know, it's not our burden. But uh, did you watch AEW last night? I did. How was it? You didn't see it? No, dude, I am loving not watching wrestling in the not middle watching, of the week. Yeah. And it just looking all, on it, Twitter, you know? It was insane. MJF. Holy crap. That's all I got to say. Oh, my God. MJF took the most <clears throat> 1980s, maybe say even early 90s. Wow. Type, type of psychology and, and put it in his promo about basically, if I were to put this on paper, I could never pull it off. You can, nobody can pull this off except somebody from the eighties, I would argue, yeah. which is talking about his wrestling psychology. Hmm. If I were to tell you, okay, this kid's going to go out there and talk about wrestling psychology on how, uh, uh, Moxley basically is a crazy nutcase who just wants to do hardcore style wrestling. He, while he looked up to his idols, such as Sandman, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, John Zandig hmm. and, uh, and other bluts and guts types of wrestlers. He was studying Ernie Ladd, Buddy Rogers, um, people like that. And he's like, I'm a professional where you're not. And see where people are scared of you. He built him up. He did exactly what heels don't do anymore. He built Moxley up first in the promo. He brought him up, which you're supposed to do before slaying mm-hmm. him down. And what he did to build him up, he's like, look, I was in the back. Iron Mike Tyson was, you know, not people, not, not many people know this, but I'll admit it. Mike Tyson's back there watching the monitor saying, holy crap. All right. So Moxley's a dude I would never want to meet in a dark alley, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he didn't say that, but the fact that MJF made that up to yeah. give this guy credit as a good baby face and a tough guy was awesome. And then he slammed them down by saying in a dark alley, I wouldn't want to face in a dark alley. Hell, nobody would. He goes, but guess what, Jonathan, we're going to be in a wrestling ring where I'm a professional and you're not where I'm a professional wrestling prodigy. And, um, he was just basically, basically making the match about how he's not going to let him get taken to the outside of the ring where he can use weapons and use all of his different strengths. And he's going to put on a wrestling clinic and beat him. He even said that he's going to find a weakness on him Hmm. and just deliver on that weakness and pick it apart. Like he literally said, I swear to you, the most 1980 style of, promos but it was fire it was so awesome. damn good riveting please watch it 
No, check it out. I will. I every time I watch this kid's promo, I'm like, that's his best promo yet. Wait, no, this was his best promo yet. Wait, no, this was his best promo yet. <laughs> this I really feel was one, if not his best promo yet. It was freaking awesome. Moxie was good it. on it too. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that match that's happening at All Out, and uh, glad they're giving it a proper build. He's uh, so good. I love MJF. Oh, I think he's fantastic. I mean, he, Darby Allen, there's a lot that I love about AEW. I mean, that like, let me just be clear. My lack of interest in the product uh, is not no, a factor. Burnt out. This. Yeah, burnt I'm just burnt out. out. Yeah, I think uh, what it they're happens. doing, though, is great. Um, that and watching two things at once will make you not like Ugh. either of them. That part does <laughs> suck. I will admit, it sucks. does suck. It does take my attention a little bit more off of NXT because um, I'm more of an AEW guy, but whatever. I mean, imagine if I tried to watch Back to the Future and The Goonies at the same time. Right. I would just be like, I can't follow either of these movies. I'm more with Back to the Future a little bit more. So Back to the Future would be my AEW to the NXT being The Goonies. Oh, that's good. That's a good comparison. I like that. Back to the Future is coming out again on uh, Ultra High Def Blu-ray. Well, they're releasing the disc, but... So the last ones that came out had an amazing bonus feature section, all these documentaries, including some uh, footage of Eric Stoltz's Marty McFly from when they had to, before they reshot the movie. Wait, what? I don't know if you, you don't know this story. No. Eric Stoltz was originally cast as Marty McFly and they shot half the movie with Eric Stoltz. Michael J. Fox was not the original. No, they wanted Michael J. Fox. It was between Michael J. Fox, C. Thomas Howell, which totally makes sense. I, I can see that. Yeah. And Eric Stoltz, but Eric Stoltz had just come off mask and the studio uh, and mask, dude. Matt, if you've never seen Mask before, not the Jim Carrey film, you've never seen Mask about Rocky Dennis with Cher. Watch yeah. that movie; you'll cry your eyes out. It's yes, so freaking will. good. Um, Eric had just done Mask, so the studio said you got to cast this Eric Stoltz kid, and they shot it, and he played it all dramatic, like it was real and it was happening. And Robert Zemeckis went to the studio and said, "I need to replace him," and they found a way to get Michael J. Fox, who shot Family Ties during the day came into Back to the Future at night wow. and did this because that movie was finished like a month before it hit theaters, uh, 35 years ago uh, last wow. month. So um, they've got some of that footage on the older release. It's going to be on the new release. But what I'm excited about on the new release is they're going to have audition reels for other people who didn't get cast, including C. Thomas Howell, oh, I Ben Stiller. Yeah, like, yeah, Ben Stiller, I think, auditioned for uh, Biff. I have to see this. I have yeah. to see this. Yeah, I know. I'm going to buy it on disc again. I own Back to the Future on like laser. I own it on every format okay, ever. Okay, so call me a little slow yeah. with, with technology here. What do you mean disc? I thought that's the way of the past. Well, or you can stream it, but a lot of times the extras are only on the disc. It's only on the physical disc where if you want the director's uh, commentary and the, the bonus features, the deleted scenes, you know, all the stuff they didn't put in there. Most people, most people that are not film, diehard film fans just want to stream the movie. And just watch the movie for me I, I like to get in there and get all the extra stuff and have it you know and check it out so it, yeah right now when you said that half the yeah. show just said yeah like this damn podcast glenn let's go <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know i think raj would agree back to the future is worth devoting a podcast to chrono shot two dollars sunday it's definitely must watch for roman and Heyman. smackdown moving forward period is must watch because of uh Heyman and roman Absolutely. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5 saying it's going to be interesting. You know, that ending was one of the best in years. I want to see what happens once Brock's, Brock returns now. I mean, Me this too. actually, they kind of stepped on retribution with this because I'm like, I'm more interested that's in what's why happening. It was, no, that's why it was smart not to put retribution on this episode because it would have been a fart in church. I'm dead yeah. serious. A stabbing after a shooting, if you will. You can't do that after this. You got to let the Roman Reigns heat come on out and take place. And then bring them back next week on Monday.
Uh, Brett Murphy, $2. Welcome to SmackDown. You've never seen it coming. I mean, I agree. I wouldn't have predicted this. Nope. Leon Duncan, $2, saying SummerSlam two years. It was thought to happen then. Let's enjoy uh, it, Leonzo. Let's still enjoy it, though. Come on. Yes. Uh, and then Antoine Fair, $10. Thank you, Antoine. Wait, wait. Imagine Brock comes back to destroy. Everyone helps Roman win. Oh, my God. So many ways. Brock takes the case from Otis, cashes in on Drew. Holy moly, we're cooking. I mean, it is kind of funny. We talk about, Matt, the lack of them building new stars, right, and going on the same yeah. talent. Yeah. It is kind of amazing how Roman, Heyman, Brock, these three guys – that I would say together we've complained about on this podcast for hours. If you were to combine all of our rants about it now, just reconfiguring the situation makes right. it a million times more interesting. Yes. Thank you. I was going to say, I thought, yeah, exactly. I thought you were going to complain about it. I was like, no, we need names right now. They need big they names. Do. So those younger talents can't get over by having more eyeballs on them. I agree. Uh, Corona shot $5. Matt, John Silver being himself on Dynamite, similar to being the elite. Yep. Brody not high five. Yep, died laughing. And Silver kept saying, you're the man, Brody. I saw it. Dude, don't think I didn't rewind that either. Of course I did. I study everything John Silver does. He is the funniest dude in wrestling. I'm telling you, people, go watch Being the Elite. Pay closer attention to when Dark Order's out there, Specific, uh, specifically John Silver. He is hilarious. Uh, I am arguing that I owe us the review of AEW because Wink's Twitter posted it. I think Matt recreating MJF's promo here. Uh, was there anything else? Any other high points? I mean, we could talk about the old episode of Club MTV I was watching instead of AEW last night. So I think uh, your thoughts on AEW are probably more what people um, want to hear. Also, uh, also um, Hardy and Sammy was awesome. And see, here's a problem. I am error. Everyone will say I'm being a homer for AEW, blah, 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 blah. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But <clears throat> these matches were really good tonight. Um, sorry, I watched it last night, I should say. Um, but Hardy versus Sammy was insanely good. Really good. Uh, the finish was a little slow where Sammy ended up being able... Hardy basically put um, Sammy Guevara on a table that said, delete. Ooh. And um, as he laid him across, he tried to go to the top rope, but he had so much damage done to his leg, he had a hard time getting to the top rope. He stuttered. And because of that, Sammy was able to hop up there real quick and hit him with a suplex through the uh, uh, table and won the match because it was a tables match. But Sammy gutted this out. Dude, Sammy had a huge lash on the side of his head. He was gushing blood. Um, this was a great match for Sammy. And with Jericho on commentary backing him up, it felt like a. Um, we as wrestlers have matches that generally bump us up. Um, and to be taken more seriously or getting more over, if you will, right? Yeah. Me versus Kurt Angle, Bound for Glory was mine. This match for Sammy versus Matt Hardy was definitely it. He looked like a big star on a big, uh, uh, huge platform. Matt did a great job with him. Um, it was a great match. That, that stuck out to me. The Dark Order celebration. Okay, so Dark Order goes ahead, Glenn, and brings out. A, mm -hmm. First of all, they bring out a casket with all the Dark Order carrying the casket of uh, supposedly deceased Cody Rhodes inside, right? And as they're bringing the casket up on stage, they're doing like all these dance moves and stuff while they're carrying it, like they do in a, a what is it, New Orleans? I believe they do kind of. Oh yeah, the funeral procession. Yeah, they kind of do like a funky dance as they're carrying the thing. But anyways, the cameraman screwed that up and missed probably three quarters of it. But nonetheless, I followed these details and see everything. They put the casket down. Um, they open it, and inside is not Cody. It's 10 who's looking pretty swollen jack might i add 
who had like uh, Cody's like tattoo on his neck, mocking him while he's still wearing the mask. It was kind of stupid. Um, but Brody Lee coming out as this was happening, walks past the procession, walks over to like the announce booth, slams his hand on the desk, which is funny, and makes Shivani get, Shivani get up with the microphone and interview him. Um, and it was just a very funny segment. And what the uh, reader, or sorry, the guy who wrote in earlier, uh, Super Chat, was saying was like when Bro- Mr. Brody Lee first came out while the procession was going on and whatnot, they're all trying to celebrate and like high five him. And like John Silver completely whiffed and missed. And Brody Lee completely no sold it. Um, and just kept high fiving everybody else. Um, it was a good segment. It was, it was, I thought it was good. A lot of people are, are crapping on this. I like the Dark Order right now because I think they're pretty funny. I think they got a, they're doing a good job of giving some chops to some of the other talents in that group. I hated Eva Luno. I will admit that right now. I couldn't stand him. I'm digging him right now. I do well, think he's pretty funny. Uh, he's playing a very good subservient role where it's pretty funny to watch. John Silver, I think, is so under damn rated and so good. He looks like a wrestler, looks like a pro athlete. Um, he's great in the ring, he's innovative, and he is, most importantly, he's hilarious. I'm telling yeah. you guys, I'm not overrating this. Go watch. Being the elite, I cannot suggest it enough. Um, what else stuck out to me on the show? Um, those were the big ones that probably stuck out to me the most on that show. But again, if there's something to go back and watch on, on this show, is definitely, no question about it, MJF Moxley contract signing segment. I want to say it was like 13 minutes long, where I swear he carried probably 10 minutes worth, nine and a half minutes worth of the verbiage himself, himself being MJF. He was money. It was really well done. And uh, MJF at the end of it, I'm sorry, uh, Moxie at the end of it basically outsmarted MJF with a contract signing by basically saying that uh, you just signed away that and agreed to that next week it's going to be me versus your idiotic uh, attorney. I'm going to kick the crap out of him. And um, his finisher is going to be legal for that match. Um, And if the guy doesn't show up, then the match versus MJF is just off. Oh, I mean, well. it's 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 not going to happen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just gives another half of a layer to the storyline. But the promo, the promo, the promo. Watch it, guys. MJF, oh, go it watch it. How was it uh, with their fans in attendance? Good. I, I had real noise to the point where MJF had to shut them up. Wow. Wow. You know, he's like he's like, hey, grown ups over here talking. I'm on TV right now. You might want to shut. You know, think, talking like that to him. It was great. That's cool. Uh, Brian Berry, $2 super chat saying, imagine Bray and Paul's promos against each other. I mean, I think there's a lot, man, I want to see Paul Heyman in the Firefly Funhouse. I mean, we, you know, we had mail delivery in the Firefly Funhouse tonight. I think Paul Heyman there would be, uh, something else. Would it? Cause he has to be scared. He can't sell anything but being scared. He's Paul Heyman. He's not tough. Do you know what I mean? He's not yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. No, Paul, like, I mean, like, and I, I make this comparison perhaps because of his size, but he has a good Abbott and Costello, like, oh, scared face. That's, God, this is why we're friends, because I swear <laughs> to you, that was in my head. Yeah. Was the, or the Ralph Cramden, humming a, humming a, humming a, humming a face. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Um, so, of course, tonight was, uh, tonight's show was dedicated to Bullet Bob Armstrong, the WWE Ugh. Hall of Famer. Dead at eighty after a battle with bone cancer. My my thoughts and prayers. Not that road. Not not Rody that you're watching this, brother. Um, he's a. I, I love that family. Love that man. I'm insanely sorry for your loss. Um, this was a legend, legend, legend. This is one of the ones that 
every wrestler, if you shook his hand, you know, not to sound like super like old school or, you know, corny, you knew you were shaking a man's hand. He like would break your hand when he shook it. And even at, I, I want to say I met him 15 years ago and I'm like, damn, that's Bull of Bob Armstrong, you know, um, just a huge legend. He has so much respect by so many wrestlers all across the world. And that family, so I, I think that family deserves so much more recognition than it does in general. The Armstrong family, that is. Hmm. For what the contribution of pro wrestling has been, you know, and it's still going on. Road Dogg's still to this day helping oh, yeah. innovate the future of this business, you know. But uh, again, our, our condolences here at Wrestling Inc., obviously, to uh, the Armstrong family. Bullet Bob was without, without question one of the greatest of all time. Very, very huge legend. No, absolutely. The stories, I mean, so many stories, so much of an outpouring of uh, just, uh, you know, thoughts and uh, emotion with this passing on Twitter. One thing that's happening right when we went to air, it was announced just on Lopez pointing out his $5 super chat. Uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, the actor, of course, who played Jackie Robinson, James Brown, and starred in Black Panther, who was announced today uh, passed away due to colon cancer. How old was he? Like f- early 40s, I think. Come on, really? I, know. I mean, I, I, I was, I had to Google and verify that because, I mean, yeah, forty-three years old. Wow, our age. That's my, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Condolences to that family too, oh, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, John Cena's bald spot, two dollars. Uh, not wrestling related, but rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, James Spots, two dollars. Rest in peace, Black Panther. Um, Awaz Rafik. Two pounds saying Sasha's storytelling tonight, selling wrestling skills. OP. Um, we'll talk that about that. OP. So, so I know OP from the Ocean in, Pacific. You had those shorts. Yeah, I thought they were well, cool, didn't you? I, I had Ocean Pacific shorts and a hypercolor t shirt. How was that for the late 80s? Com- Dude, I wish I had my hypercolor t shirt still. Of all the things I wish I would have <laughs> held on to. Would you put your handprints on it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, cool. You like breathe on it. Like hypercolor was where it was at, man. Uh, I know OP on Reddit always means original poster, uh, but overpowered, uh, okay. overpowered maybe. I don't know. Um, best in the smokers world. Five dollars. Does anyone notice that they finally shot SmackDown at a higher frame rate? It was finally a clear picture. Not like uh, I was watching cinematic. No, no I thought it looked I, good tonight. I did not notice that. What? So it's just a cleaner picture. Is that what it is? More crisp? What's the difference? Yeah. So higher frame rate. I mean, I hate, you know, that setting on your TV where you turn it on for sports and it looks good. And then you watch a movie and it looks like a, uh, telenovela soap opera. Like it makes it look too real almost when it's in that high frame rate, like that motion smoothing, like it's good for sports and good for wrestling. Okay. Yeah. It's just uh, more frames per second that captures more the action. You know, f- film only runs at 24 frames a second. Video runs at 30 frames a second. But if you're shooting at 60 frames a second, you're just going to get more uh, crisp and clear. What Bob, what's that? Right, sorry, Bob the Builder. What? Bob the Builder, CA, $5 that worked with Heyman and Punk. It will work again with Roman. Um, yes, it will. Oh, this is going to be a – this will be a home run. Yes, uh, Terry Allen Jr., of course, mentioning Chadwick Boseman again with a $5 super chat. Thank you for that. And he has uh, thinking about Chadwick and his family. I mean, it's just, it never gets easier. Um, so, oh, uh, let's see. So people are saying on point, overpowered. Uh, man, OP has a lot of, a lot of meanings. I don't get it in the context of Sasha Banks. Sometimes you just got to smile and nod, Matt. Come on, you know that from politics, okay, right? Yes, I agree. I yeah. agree. I agree with that comment. Great comment. 
Uh, Brian Berry, $5 box is saying you're a dead man like Sting said to Hogan. Uh, I'm assuming he means last night. Yes, and yes. Uh, Steve Marcuccioli, $4.99, a Roman and Heyman, the Hogan and Bischoff of Retribution, Ronda in Retribution. Man, that would be a real... It's cool to have. Our, all right, listen. It's cool to have our minds going all these directions, folks. And I'm right there with you, with the retribution potential connection. We hope, right? But let's just slow it down and go. Yes. Holy bleep! Roman Reigns is finally a freaking heel. Yes. And then John Cena's bought about five dollars with Roman <laughs> Heyman. Perry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the funniest name ever. Continue. Does <laughs> you should. Yeah, John Cena, I'm sure would appreciate that. Uh, who does that leave big name-wise as a potential leader for Retribution? I think all bets are off right now, but if it's not a big name, it's going to be a B or C storyline. It's going to be, it might as well yeah. be Barry Cor Baron Corbin and Shorty G if they don't get a good name. I think it might be DOA um, if they don't find a way to make it really interesting. Around. <laughs> but I hope it's someone like a Leo Rush or an Enzo or someone's going to come out and just spit fire and uh, make us care about it. If it's not Roman or Sammy, Enzo would be really good. Yeah, I think he would about be. It. As far as just lighting people up on the mic, yeah, that's what I want to see. Somebody no. got screwed over as back for retribution, right? Yeah. Uh, and one last bit of news before we get into the full-on SmackDown recap. AEW Dynamite did 755,000 viewers last night, which was down 4.7% from their previous week when they did 792,000 in their normal time slot. But NXT on Wednesday averaged 853,000 viewers on the USA Network without competition from AEW, which was the best audience for the show this year. However, of course, Dynamite did better in the 18 to 49 demo scoring a 0.31 as opposed to the 0.24 garnered by NXT. Mm. I Nothing. mean, I think it's just weird bragging rights. You know what? But does anyone, I feel to like me, people, that's, a, that's a nothing burger. Honestly, look, neither show is getting canceled. This is like people that get really excited when like their favorite movie gets nominated or like wins best picture. It's like, you're not seeing any of that money. Like they're not cutting you a check. Like, why are you so okay. invested in this? So we could say the same thing about sports. And I used to say this all the time when I was playing, I think it was high school basketball, maybe college. And like, somebody's like, we won. Like, I can't believe you won tonight. I'm like, listen, homeboy, I don't know about this. We business. I was out there. I, I myself had like 22 points. You were in the fifth row. So I don't know about this. We business settle down there. hombre. There ain't no, yeah, there's no we here. All right. <laughs> yeah. to, to, to say that I have a future in pro wrestling as a heel would be an understatement. But um, sincerely, like I, it's the same thing with sports fans. Think about it. my dad was the same with the Dallas Cowboys, right? He's like, "Hey, Matt, we we got a big game this week," and I'm like, "Oh, really? Yeah, yeah." Is Tom Landry going to put you anything, Dad? <laughs> but that's how people talk about it. They, they get so emotionally invested in it, and I guess that's a good thing. I'm a wrestling nerd like that too. Do I agree? Yeah, uh, Dan Sky, 999, Super Chat. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just happy that we're talking about what-ifs again in WWE programming. Roman Heyman is fire. I hope Roman's a leader of Retribution with Paul. Uh, dude, what-ifs are the best part of wrestling consistently? Hmm? Like the what-ifs, I think the mental Yeah, they are, but you said yeah. it with a question mark. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I that's when you get really going with it, right? It's when you start thinking about it. Uh, Jackson Callens, 499. What up, Jackson? Hey, Jackson. 
Don't know if you already said this, but Roman's promo skills working with Heyman now are going to be greatly improved, I believe. Heyman can do magic do with too. him. I do, too, because he's going to be in his face all the time backstage. He's going to be helping him. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think like Roman is just going to be a mute. I think yeah. this is going to help him. This will help him. Um, so tonight we opened uh, with Vince McMahon backstage with WWE producer Adam Pierce. And uh, I liked this was kind of Muppet show. And I mean that in a very good way that it was the boss. What was the boss man saying? I've got an assignment for you tonight, son. You're going to go and you're going to get a signature from this talent, this talent, and this talent, Bray, Braun, and Roman. And I like that we had people say we don't need a GM. I like that we had some backstage production drama because remember the Muppet show was always about Kermit freaking out how we're going to put on the show tonight makes Piggy, Piggy, Piggy <laughs> locked herself yes. in her dressing room what's up with the guests okay, okay. I yes. like that it, that I like seeing the behind the scenes of WWE as part of the programming I mean even in kayfabe I think that it made tonight more interesting okay I'll take that I'll say yeah um here we go Bryce Russo with a quick super chat just asking buck 99 what weapon did you like and dislike the most like being hit with or me using. So I'll I'll do you guys one. You want a little trivia, a little little uh, Easter egg here, folks? Go to YouTube, type in Matt Morgan hits Big Show with steel chair. I did it backwards. I held the freaking chair the wrong way. I I I never swung a chair yet in my career to this point. Probably should have asked somebody. Um and I swung it by the um the backing of the chair. Not not the sharp side, by the way. But yeah. you know how you grab the chair by the legs and yeah. you swing? I didn't grab it by the legs, dude. I grabbed it by, like, where your back goes. What the yeah. hell? You hit him with the legs I, of the chair. And, like, nobody noticed, right? And, like, backstage, Spike Dudley pulls over. He's like, hey, man, who told you how to swing that? Who showed you how to swing that <laughs> steel chair? I'm like, shh, don't, please don't tell anybody. I'll get, oh, my God, please. All right? I have enough heat here in the target on my back as it is. Please, Spike. And he never told nobody. I'm like, there's no way Big Show did not watch that back and go, come on, man, in his head. He never did, though. I'll give him credit for that part. Um, it made the chair shot easier. So I guess I can't say chair. No. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> I didn't do a lot of weapons, did I? I got hit by a lot of weapons. I liked the chair because I was stupid at the time and young. And to be hit with the chair, I was probably part of that unfortunate error error that would show that like you're a tough guy and you could take it to the head and the st stupidity and not getting the hand up um at the time yeah that and take it and putting the chair in the corner mean abyss did that a lot where hmm. i shoot abyss into it and he would reverse me and i'd go face first into the chair that was in between the top and second buckle it looked like a shit was shot out of a cannon i'd say yeah. the chair there you have it. So uh, Vince Knight uh, revealed he was a fan of Huskus the Pig. He's uh, wanted <laughs> that. to say hello. I think, man, I Vince Vince was good tonight. And I think Vince with Roman, tonight. if we've got Roman and Heyman versus Vince, I mean, I, I think Vince McMahon on screen adds a lot to the product, especially given that we've had no authority figures as of late. Does he really, uh, though, the way he, not to sound like a jerk, but the way he looks and isn't well, a little bit behind? He, okay, but think about this, though. You've got retribution. If you've got someone coming in and invading... You like do this, need a leader there. That's yeah. Funny. Yes, I agree with that. You're right. Yeah, or else it's just... It, it's kind of like... It doesn't mean as much. Um, 
Yes. So uh, Jeff Hardy came out tonight, Intercontinental Champion, after winning the title from AJ Styles last Friday night. Uh, he cuts a promo, talks about what AJ did to his knee last week. He's lucky to be standing anywhere. AJ came out and called him a liar and cheat for how he won that match uh, last week using uh, the knee brace. And uh, yeah, the illegal object. So AJ... Jeff said he was going to announce an open challenge tonight for the Intercontinental Championship. Open to anyone that was not AJ Styles. So we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy with AJ on commentary. And this was a banger of a match. Um, if I have one like critique, though, Matt, it felt to me like, you know, when you're eating, going to a buffet or you're eating a multi-course meal, this was like the main course first. Having these guys go out there and put on, you know, a 15-minute match. Okay. Um, that was really good with Jeff Hardy retaining, but I felt like, uh, no, I given, mean. yeah, like I think pacing is so important. And sometimes you don't want to open with too uh, long and You're involved right. of a match. Usually, but this was a very, nonetheless, I'm not going to complain about it. I was very entertained by it. And I'm not a fan of Jeff being the intercontinental champion. I don't think he needs it. I don't get it. Um, unless it's to get somebody else over. And I was hoping it was not Kamara tonight, actually, but, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, well, and after is when the real action happened with Jeff celebrating on the ramp, and out comes Sami Zayn this with uh, the hair of a Canadian Sasquatch, the way it's grown out while he's been isolating, uh, coming out there and calling him a fraud. It was good. Uh, both of them raising good. the IC title, getting each other's faces, AJ coming up. I mean, do you think – I think we're going to see a triple threat maybe as soon as payback on Sunday between these guys. I'll take that. I'll take it if it's to get it on somebody else. Man, Sam, Sammy would be so good as the leader of Retribution, but I feel like that's the thing. I feel like <laughs> him being out there tonight, it I just still, doesn't make sense. It, I do still think that the leader is in front of us right now. I do. I do think we've seen the, the leader or a big part or big cog of that machine is physically in front of us this past week, in my opinion. Sammy, Roman, Someone like that. I could see it. Um, Miz even. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I don't know why Miz I'm like, would be the most disappointing option to me. I don't know why. Because I, I like Miz. I know. I think he's a good heel. I just I just don't get it. Um, so Sammy what was, was backstage talking to Caleb Braxton, uh, talking about how he successfully defended the title, retaining over Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Talks about being from Montreal, man of his word, and being a true intercontinental champion in every sense of the word, because apparently Montreal is not in North America. Uh, but he spoke some French and walked off. We went from that to the Firefly Funhouse, mm -hmm. and uh, Bray saying it's good to see Roman again. And then uh, Adam Pierce arrived dressed like a postman, so good to know those cuts to the USPS aren't affecting delivery to the Firefly Funhouse because we had Mr. Nope. McFeely there uh, yep. delivering a contract for Bray to sign. Um, I really like this. It was short, sweet, but it I, was I mean, good. They got to start doing more weird stuff with the Funhouse. Stuff like this they will. works. Oh, they will. This was good tonight, and it was good that it was short, actually, because it did it did its job. It made you want more. No, I agree with that. Um, Matt Riddle came out, cut a promo on Baron Corbin, mm -hmm. uh, and building up uh, their their feud in their upcoming match. I think they're they're wrestling a payback, right? I'd be shocked. Yes. And, um, I, and I don't care about this matchup whatsoever. And I love Riddle. I just don't get why they would book him versus the black hole. I don't get it. <laughs> the black hole. 
Jesus. It's good. If the king gimmick try, doesn't work I, out. I try to like Corbin. I've tried so many times. Because he's a good he does a good job. He gets his heat. He does what he's supposed to do. I don't know why I don't like him. Maybe that's the point. Maybe he has done his job. And because I shoot don't like watching him on TV, he's done a good job. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it's his fault. I wish Justin was here to no, give us the Vince impression. It's not. It's not. I bet you Baron has had a lot of ideas to make his character more interesting. And Vince is like, no, you just need to go out there and be like, ha ha ha. It's good to be the king. Um, And like give these shitty third rate Don Rickles one liners to people. Um, And it's unfortunate. So tonight we had Shorty G versus Matt Riddle, which actually could be a hell of a match if they let it go. Yes, I agree. Even though I don't care what Shorty G once the bell rings. Yes, I agree. We got to see that Tiger suplex tonight from Shorty G, and that looks like a million bucks. Um, But, man, I'd be – Shorty G versus Matt Riddle at Payback would be worthy of the main card. I feel like uh, Baron versus Matt Riddle was like pre-show or opening match. I'll be honest. I would take that over Baron. I swear I would. I'm not a Shorty G mark, but I'm just being honest. The match itself would be more entertaining. Dude can wrestle. I mean, he's always been able to wrestle. He's very good. Athletic as hell, too. Yes. Uh, we saw how The Miz and Big E had a heated exchange on last Saturday's return of Talking Smack. I haven't watched that yet, but Talking Smack is back. Our prayers are finally Thank answered four God. years later. I saw um, Was it good? Oh, yes. Yes. It was good because it showed, again, Big E in, the re- in real what he should be doing. Yeah. He's great. And when he speaks off the cuff, um, it's so riveting. I don't know if you've ever listened to New Day's podcast. But All the time. Yeah, they're so good on there. And I think that him showing more of his personality and less of the character um, just really connects. So I, I really was impressed from what I saw from that interview. But that, of course, set up a six-man tag for the main event tonight. Uh, Biggie teaming with Heavy Machinery. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey were backstage Bailey being very insensitive to Sasha saying some people are only cut out to be a tag team champ to Big E <laughs> and not hold yeah. a main title. <laughs> this was great. I love yeah. that. I love that. She's really, dude, I'm telling you, she's been in her own. I can't even say she's coming into her own anymore. Yeah. She's there chilling, just feet kicked up on a desk somewhere in herself right now. That's how good she's doing. Um, Leon's Duncan $10 saying how I would book Bailey Banks as they break up in September, have Bailey avoid Sasha like the plague, even cost her potential matches. And the only way she faces her, if she wins the Royal rumble setting a mania. I see. I think Sasha's going to keep seething uh, more and more like tonight. Bailey's going to inadvertently offend her. It'll, it'll hit a boiling point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Antoine Fair, $5 Super Chat Retribution is going to be what we thought the shield was to punk, but didn't go through with it. I mean, don't put too high of expectations on that or anything. What? Go ahead. Uh, Awaz Rafiq saying OP equals on point. Sasha, the best. Do you see a baby Baby face face at At PB? Payback. At payback. payback. Oh, there. We're Matt. We're hip. We figured out the acronyms. Just say the word for the love of God. Please just spell the word out. <laughs> but I was able to decode it. All right. I had my, uh, I'll, uh, how do I say it? Hawaii's Rafiq decoder ring on at the time. So there therefore, I was able to break it down for you, brother. Um, 
I don't think it. I don't think it's going to happen this quick. No. Uh, Justin Cortinas, Buck ninety nine, saying, yeah. "Of course, rest in peace, to Chad Boatman." Twenty twenty keeps getting rougher. <sighs> I mean, and is twenty twenty one going to be better? I think. I think this is yes. what happens. We're living in this dystopian future, Matt. I yes. think start working on your road warrior uh, wrecking car now, so you'll be prepared. You know when the apocalypse happens, it will be better. Uh, Steel Gunner four ninety nine. Michael Cole laughing at AJ's heel commentary really makes it hard for me to take AJ serious. Only complaint on the show. I thought AJ was good on commentary. I still, I don't know. A, like I guess AJ's character is working. I think of AJ as a fantastic wrestler, but to me, his character goes through so many different swings depending on how they're booking him. And I think that it, like, this isn't connecting for me as well as some of the other stuff he's done. I still think against John Cena is the absolute best he's been. I've got to go back and watch it, honestly, because I didn't pick that up, but I'll watch it again and come back and tell you guys next time how I felt about that. Cause I must've missed it. Cause I did not get that out of it. Antoine fair $5 saying he thinks it's Seth and Roman, just a feeling uh, behind retribution. So, uh, huh? Seth, Seth makes sense. Monday Night Messiah. Messiah's got two uh, followers. But then he talks too much, and I don't need him to talk too much. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5, saying, Matt, you don't remember when The Shield beat down The Rock in their debut, and they linked yes. them to Punk when he was with Heyman? Yes. There you go. Thank you, Antoine, for the $5 super chat. Wait, but, but, but I'm still confused, though, Antoine, without you spending more money to answer this, with... Who's the star that they're centered around and protecting like the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. supposedly was dealing with Punk? That's not been revealed, nor has it been said yet. We don't know. Um, so Bailey cutting that promo out there tonight, and uh, Bailey and Sasha are out there in the ring, and yeah. then they're interrupted by Shayna and Nia about mm -hmm. payback. I like this promo. What was Shayna's exact line where she said something that, like, she hates Nia? She's teaming with her like, I can't stand her. Um, I thought it was good to see some chemistry between Shayna and Nia to build them a little more as a tag team, even if it's only I, temporary. I don't even need them to have chemistry. They're badasses, both of them. So, like, them as a tag team, for me, is just automatic. I believe in them. And they're going to be a hell of a, a problem and threat, I think. Yes, and this is much as they dislike each other, they hate Bailey and Sasha even more. more. Yep. Uh, and my enemy, yep. And uh, Sasha, again, though, in her promo tonight was going on about she not having to worry as long as Bailey has her back, they can get through anything. I mean, I feel like, I mean, why don't they just flash on screen, like, foreshadowing, foreshadowing? I liked it. I liked it. I'm sorry. I thought it was good. Uh, Antoine Fair, $2. Roman is I am future booking. I got him. I got him. I know what he means. Okay. okay. He's saying Roman's the CM Punk in this equation. All right. Next. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, so I'm looking forward to this tag match. Drew Gulak versus Braun Strowman. What? Why was this even on my TV set? I mean, they barely built this up backstage uh, after Braun signed his contract. He wants Don't Gulak. Care. Great. <sighs> Just bring back the PowerPoints. That's what we all want to see from Drew Gulak. He doesn't even Don't. have to wrestle. Yep. Uh, so he signed the contract after he squashed Drew. Saw the Lucha House Party backstage. <laughs> your favorite faction, your favorite group, Matt. Uh, and that led to Callisto versus Cesaro with Cesaro yes. getting a, a win. This match went for a while. I wish they would have given a little bit more this time to Shorty G and uh, Matt Riddle. Oh, okay, good. I thought you would beg for more time for this match. Like, no, no. Crazy. 
my eyes are still my eye my eyes of falling asleep are still recovering from it yes um and then vince mcmahon backstage saying adam pierce you have two out of three signatures roman wouldn't uh let him in or talk to him uh two out of three may not be bad but in this case he needs all three um and uh then he sent him over there but then we had backstage Tamina snooka approaching nikki cross who had a coffee mug in her hand alexa bliss showed up um and uh tell something was amiss she was wearing her hair in pink pigtails haven't seen that in a while she has some of her hair twirled up like like she just got back from a weekend trip to jamaica and she's thinking i might look good with dreadlocks um and is uh starting to put that in her hair um so they're saying something has still changed something has happened she snapped threw down the coffee mug uh, that was her previous gift to nikki and then um yeah so what's going on with alexa who knows it's interesting it's something Makes me want to know what's going to happen next. Yes. Um, I think that it's interesting that they're doing this story without her being in tandem with Bray. You know what I mean? Like she spent two weeks aligned with Bray and now there's repercussions. <coughs> this is an interesting way to do it. And I think it could end up being a very, very good, um, good. Yeah. storyline if it's done correctly. So after that, John Morrison bragging backstage to The Miz about how hard he can kick. Sheamus walked up. He's in the six-man tag. And we had Heavy Machinery and Big E versus The Miz, John Morrison, and Sheamus with Big E and Heavy Machinery getting the win. I See, I would have almost preferred to open with this and save um, Jeff versus... Uh, Nakamura. Yeah, with the Sammy return. I just <laughs> felt like this... Oh, look, well, they... Okay. they the epilogue, what came after this, more than redeemed the going off the air of the show. But, I mean, there was sort of that feeling of, okay, when's this going to be over so we could see the retribution show up or, um, you know, so, so, yeah, some swerve, right? Yeah. Um, th- this was a good match. This And this was designed for Big E. He stood out. He looked like a star among other stars, right? That's, that's the objective with all this. So I was in favor of this. Um, I hate – I don't hate. I don't heavy machinery should not be in a main event. I will say that much. Not because they can't wrestle, but again, they're a comedy act. Oh, this is a comedy act. It does not legitimize Big E playing uh, grab ass with the, with with them out there. No, because that was what Big E did with uh, his own stable. They were always joking around and you know being super charismatic one week, some weeks are being funny. Um, he needs to be serious and be this bleep kicker that we all know he is. Blinders on with that, though, you know? Not tagging yeah. with freaking, you know, guys goofing around. And not guys. It's just Otis that goofs around, really, right? Yeah, well, it's tough, right? Because Tucker doesn't look like the most serious guy when they're, and I, I ignored all, talking about all this. I mean, let's, let's reflect on a moment of backstage, the mini money in the bank lunchbox that Otis had in addition to his briefcase that had sausages in it. Uh, I mean, it's just, Matt, could you imagine if you, they said, okay, you're in appearance with heavy machinery tonight and you're, they're going to go through the lunchbox and see the uh, smoked and dried meats that they keep for snacks. Like, how would you be feeling about your career if these were your co-stars for your big pre-match promo. I de- I'm being so serious when I say this. I would stop and go, and I hold this up for the producer and go, 
who thought this was cute? Like, who thought this would get a laugh? Please bring them in here. I want to talk to them. And I would smack them. And I would say, 1982 called. Their fat guy jokes want their stuff back. Because this is not going to, no one's going to pop for this. No one thinks that's funny. I'm not saying that to be like super uh, PC either. I'm not even meaning it that way. I'm just saying like, that, that, what, that was such a waste. Like whoever came up with that idea, that was a complete and utter waste of time. And it did nothing. It fell very flat. Yeah. Like, and uh, I'm sorry, this nothing. Well, and the, the thing that I was most interested in tonight was I actually wanted to see if Otis was there. I wanted to see something with Mandy uh, in the aftermath of uh, the match yeah. that they had with Tony leaving WWE. It, me too, but they got to they gotta figure this out. I know. Right? Things have changed. True, true. Uh, so this was a good match. I mean, I think Biggie and Heavy Machinery getting the win, obviously for Biggie, um, getting the big ending on Miz was great. Why uh, can't Biggie get a single match? Why could he not just demolish Miz in a single or Morris? Well, he did, but um, you know, why get more guys in the segment. Get more. As a, Fox loves Otis. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some stupid network note like that where they think, well, Miz has got the reality TV right. stuff going on. Otis is a fan favorite. Like, let's find a way to work them all in together. We only got two hours. Let's hope not. Yes. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. Otis has had the money in the bank briefcase since May. They've done nothing in that time period to make me think he'll cash in successfully. I mean, Justin, the brie briefcase he, is wasted he, on him. He is never, ever, let me repeat this, ever, 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 ever going to cash that in and win the world championship. It will never happen. Ever. Bold prediction. It will never. Are you kidding me? If this happens, does this mean I've got to do something big? Okay, if this happens, obviously. Oh. I've got to commit to something huge if this happens. I will never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> watch WWE again. How about that? I was going to say, like, shave your head, cut your bangs, maybe. You know, I was <gasps> thinking something kind of, yeah. Take it Steaks. Back. It's the angle. This is the angle for my hair. My head's like <laughs> Now look. Now look how cool they look. Don't they look awesome right, from that angle? <laughs> I, I had to stop. I, I, oftentimes, I've had to stop doing my hair that way because that's I, the haircut that I rock most of the time when I go out. And I stopped doing it for the podcast because it was to just too weird. Face, don't try to put me down in that way try to return the baby face comments no i wanted it to be your you thing you hurt me i've been a bangs guy actually you, you and i probably started doing it the same year for me it was like a <laughs> 97 maybe maybe 95 like i've been rocking that yikes okay so not that long for me i i had a shaved head back in that 95 through 99 well the precursor to that if you remember in the late 80s early 90s was like the vanilla ice version where the bangs weren't spiked they were kind of like this wall of bangs that just went up uh, together, kind of like a pompadour, like a new wave pompadour sort of thing. I had yes. that in high school for quite a while. Did you part your hair to the side ever and try to do that? No, I never did the side. I would always, um, actually, no, that's not true. Yeah, it was like the wave, the hair wave, where it would be over and to the side, but up. It's really bad. Thank God not a lot of photos exist from that era. <laughs> Those were awkward, awkward years. Uh, Combo breaker buck 99. What if this leads to Roman versus big E terrible idea, horrible idea. Do not let that happen. WWE, please keep them on separate islands for as long as you can. And you will have yourself a WrestleMania main event 
waiting to happen. Give it uh, a year. Give it a year, please. So after that, we finally see Adam Pierce backstage let in with Roman Reigns um, to get him to sign that payback contract. Earlier, Roman said he needed to look at it, which, by the way, that's the first time ever I, that I can remember of somebody saying, oh, what's this thing I'm signing? Let me actually review this. And that'll happen. So uh, when he gets back there, uh, he uh, talks about he's going to guarantee that he wins back the Universal title on Sunday in that triple threat match against Bray and Braun. Braun. And he says, it's not a, not a prediction, that's a spoiler, take a beat, pan over to Paul Heyman, sitting down next to Roman Reigns, uh, and Heyman says, believe that. It's like a body swap movie. No, that was awesome is what that it was. was. Awesome. I was actually like, holy, like, I was very stunned. This was great. I was not expecting this. This was awesome. No, it's the number. I mean, it's the thing everyone's talking about. It's what we talked about at the top of this podcast. I mean, the this ma- is this is the magic of pro wrestling when, ma- when wrestling is done great, in my opinion. If only that happened more often. Well, let's stop saying that and let's <laughs> cheer what we just witnessed. Yes, let's be thankful for what we have. Right, yes, please. Um, This was good tonight. I mean, look, this was kind of a weird all-over-the-place episode. Um, Listen to me. I could have watched two hours of, I don't know, paint drying, okay? Paint drying. If this was my end with that Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman segment, I would have sat through it. And Roman may not have actually signed the contract, as the chat room is pointing out, but he's in the match, obviously. God dang chat room. Seriously. Seriously, chat room. <laughs> that's the, that should be the name of uh, our spinoff podcast, Matt, on the Patreon. Seriously, chat room. Just uh, <laughs> where we just argue with them. and they But they give us money to argue with us. That's the case. They don't give us it. No, no sorry. They give Raj give money. They that's give why Raj they give it to money. us. Yes. And when none of them helped contribute to my campaign. Not a <laughs> one of them. Not That's not one. true. That's not true. No, it's not. I take that back. You're correct. You're correct. I did tell you that on one of the shows, right? Yeah. Like five of them. Five of I you. Do- thank you. I donated a hundred bucks. You're not in the chat room. That's true. I donated more than I make doing this podcast to your campaign. Which is ridiculous. Uh, and thank you. Yes. Uh, so B money. Oh, four, four wants to know, Matt, how was it taking the muscle buster from Samoa Joe? Ooh. Saw a clip of it from TNA yeah. and it looked super easy, especially with someone of your height and size. Yes, it was. It was a very easy bump. I'm not saying I had to bury Joe's move, but very safe. That's why like when he was giving it to people and like people were getting hurt. I'm like, how, how I didn't practice it. I've never taken it a day in my life. And it was the easiest bump to take. Honestly, it was so really? simple. Yes. Joe's a pro. He's not yeah. like sloppy, not pro. He's incredibly uh, a great, a very good professional. He takes care of his opponents. And uh, Awaz Rafiq, want to let you know, I did miss the super chat. He uh, had a super chat follow up to explain that the reason why he uses abbreviation, there's like a 50 word limit or there's a character limit on these super chats. So some people trying Brother, to get creative. Brother, you were not anywhere near 50 words. He might be on mobile. It might be 50 characters. I don't know. I've actually never given I just want to push back and argue. I like it. <laughs> and Raj <laughs> just sits back and thinks, cha-ching! Argue all you yeah. want. Uh, no, and seriously. And so just so people know, I'm trying to get to more stuff in the chat in addition to the super chats. Here's the one challenge we have. Is the super chats, when they scroll the off... 
I can't, yeah. I can't get the, I can't get the super chats when they scroll off. So I have to pause the chat room to keep super chats. Okay. So we're not doing them constantly. Uh, and you guys are awesome. You, you give an absurd amount of money to this podcast mm. on a weekly basis. And I want to make sure that I give it the respect, attention, and acknowledgement that it deserves. Um, but sometimes it does get in the way of uh, me being able to follow the chat room in real time. Brett Murphy, $5. The show has been over an hour ago, and the Vince Puppet is still saying this is such good shit. Um, there was a lot to like tonight. There was definitely more good than bad. Way better. Sammy, um, the list goes on. There was a lot of good stuff tonight. Yeah, Alexa, even. Um, yes. There was a lot that I liked. There was a lot Anybody that I liked. Uh, I, think, I think that covers it. I think that's all we got. Um, so we're going to be back here for payback on Sunday. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. Matt, it's like all, the, all this wrestling every goddamn night. Uh, it's Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the tag team titles. Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for the U.S. Championship. The Fiend versus Roman with Paul Heyman versus Braun Strowman in a no-holds-barred triple threat for the Universal Championship. Keith Lee versus Randy Orton in a singles match. Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy in a tag team match. And Matt Riddle versus King Corbin in a singles match. Matt, we got a pay-per-view here. Everything but that last match I am so excited about. Yeah. There you have it. So, everybody, have a good weekend. Have a good Friday. Uh, we'll catch you back here Sunday to talk about payback. Till then, he's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Have a good night. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.